Save those tapes, Larry. Three, two, one. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 280, December 6, 2019. Here we go. The high on this day, according to the meager records we have that only go back, you know, a little more than 100 years, it was 63 degrees on this day in 1939. And I told you I would have some information for you. We've been hanging on the oh, edge I of our seat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we won't see a 60 again until. Feb 15, oh. when in 1921, it reached 63 degrees. Really? That's the earliest 60 I could find huh. in the in the history books. Yeah. That was 63 degrees on Feb 15 in 1921. In the meantime, oh. the low for this day is 19 below in 1972. Um, hello? And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore... Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic. This is Scramble Friday. Production. <laughs> Chris Reavers, <laughs> director say. of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee. Shut up. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. I had a thought today on the Garage Logic service road of life. I was thinking, uh, just to pick an arbitrary year, in 1957, for example, there really was only one way to get between Minneapolis and St. Paul. That would have been University Avenue. Well, right? Um, there was Lake, no freeway. Lake Marshall. Lake Marshall, yeah, yeah. University Avenue. But you're right, yeah. That was it. And I got to thinking, I don't think I-94 would be built today. I think I-94 I think I happened because we still had uh, politicians in place who served the people who elected them, who did the necessary infrastructure to keep commerce alive. And I don't think it would be built today. That You know what? I, I think you're right. I don't think plus, it would be built today. Plus, you would have so many protesters for various different reasons. Right, right. That the, yeah, I think you're right. Was the last stretch of freeway built in Minneapolis, 94, from the Brooklyn Center curve down through the tunnel? I because not an I, expert on that I side of the river. I remember being a kid coming into town and getting off the freeway somewhere in Brooklyn Park and then having to take Washington Avenue into downtown because that section of freeway wasn't built yet. Now, that 30, would have been the 70s. Highway 36 wow. might have been in play in the 50s, and you could have used that as a means to get into so that went So Highway 36 went into downtown? Uh, no, but you could have worked your way over to buy that uh, gross golf club and, and okay. worked your way in through that way. My point being, I was thinking today, and, I, and it struck me that given given who we have turned uh, the world of politics over to, I don't think 94 would get built today. Yeah. I don't think the practice freeway would get built today. Uh, that's just a thought I had. I'd, I don't mm. I don't intend to dwell on it. But Can, can we get rid of the crosstown between about 100 and... Uh... 212, because it's in bad shape right now. Uh, Tom Wilson writes, he is on the side of the Duluth mayor. She is thinking long-term. Don't you see that with the presence of a climate change cabinet member? This will prevent two-foot snowfalls in the future? Ah, <laughs> of course. Let's, let's return to Duluth. Kenny's been put in his place. <laughs> okay, good, because uh, this is a fascinating topic to me. Uh, da, 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 da. I have really wonderful emails because our listeners are wonderful. Uh, Sanibel Jim. 
Uh, Joe, Duluth is as much a leftist city as any city in Minnesota. It's a DFL stronghold, has been as long as I can remember. I grew up in the Twin Ports, and both Duluth and Superior are strongly Democrat, as blue as the cities can get. Look at the voting in St. Louis County and Douglas County, Wisconsin. They'd elect the devil herself if she ran for any public office as a Democrat. In fact, they loved Hillary Clinton. They love all Democrats, for that matter. Bernie Sanders has many supporters up there. If you think those cities are conservative, you are far from reality. Mm. Yes, there are GLers, but they would be in a minority group. A last comment. Sailors do not have to stay out on the lake with no transportation to the cities. Oh, There are bum boats. Bum boats, they're called, <laughs> that serve the ships with goods and services along with transportation to and from shore. Note, look at definition number two on this page. I think you'll find it interesting. And he linked me to a, uh, uh, a site called www.bumboat.com. Look it up. Look up a bum boat, bum Rook. Boat. I was <laughs> I was a policeman up there in my early law enforcement career. <coughs> Excuse me. Hello? We often had to deal with drunken sailors, hookers, and all of the things you'd associate with a major world port. They do get transportation to the cities at times an unfortunate thing in my day. Uh, Sanibel, P.S. I tried to find the political parties of the Duluth City Councilors and County Board Commissioners, but was unsuccessful. I read most of their political goals, and they are truly Democrats of the highest order. The words community activist enters uh, in far too often. And I got another email uh, when it was pointed out to me that the people who move up there, who might not necessarily be Mysterians, don't necessarily move to Duluth proper. They move up the shore or beyond the uh, confines of okay. Duluth proper. Okay. But yeah, I think we established some of that yesterday uh, that uh, I've always known Duluth to be a liberal stronghold All right. because of the mining unions and, and what have you. Uh, Trump Kicked butt around Duluth, but Hillary won Duluth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I looked up the bum boat. I got bumboat.com. Yeah. I, I, I want to own one of these. Yeah, it's so okay. cool. Especially in old. Tell me what it one. is. It, it's like a it's a it's a bus. It's it a boat. It looks like a ferry. It looks like a bus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or a very small ferry. Right. Yeah, all right. It's a bum boat. But it's really cool. It's enclosed. It's got a flat roof. It looks like they have bench seating inside. But it looks can like you a party, imagine? Yeah. Uh, imagine owning one of these things where you put in couches and yeah. easy chairs and oh my flat screen TV. Oh, it'd be so cool. I want to return to uh, the radio analyst in uh, San Francisco, Tim Ryan, who was suspended for saying that Lamar Jackson was great at faking handoffs because of his dark skin and a dark football. I want to return to this because it's important. It's an important lesson, and we're getting closer and closer to the point where we just won't be able to say anything about anybody. And now Richard Sherman of the 49ers is defending Ryan, saying it really isn't that big of a deal, folks. And he's got a great point. Uh, Is Richard Sherman uh, African-American? Yes. Yes. Uh, And the full quote, by the way, from Ryan was, he's really good at that fake, Lamar Jackson. But when you consider his dark skin with a dark football and a dark uniform, you could not see that thing. Uh, I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of the mesh point. And if you're a half half step slow on him in terms of your vision, forget about it. He's out of the gate. And Sherman said... uh, uh, I know Tim personally, meaning Ryan, and I listened to the dialogue and saw it written, and I honestly wasn't outraged, uh, <laughs> Sherman told reporters. I understand how it can be taken under a certain context and be offensive to some, but if you're saying this is a brown ball, they're wearing dark colors, and he was a brown man, honestly, sometimes we're having trouble seeing that on film. 
Yeah. I think that's fascinating to and me. And Sherman's a pretty outspoken player. One yeah, of the most outspoken is. guys in the league. If yeah. he thought the opposite, he'd oh, say yes, it. There's no yes. doubt about it. He added he didn't think anyone in the 49ers locker room took offense to that statement. Uh, defensive lineman D. Ford said he called Ryan to tell him he has his back. He walked up to me earlier, and before he even said anything, I told him, I've got your back, Ford said. I already knew the story. Words kind of got taken out of context. I think he now knows he could have used better judgment with his words. We're getting to the point where we're not going to know what words we can use. Well. Now, along those lines, you think his um, he wasn't fired; he was just suspended, suspended for one, one, game. one game. So, do you think that was them getting out in front of this absolutely, issue? Absolutely, yes. let's take care of this before yeah. there's any outrage. Yeah. But aiding and abetting us, uh, drawing closer and closer to a point in our cultural history where we will not be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. You won't be able to say anything. Now, uh, uh, Terry has a great point. Emailer, oh, Rushy like Rushy like gas attack. <laughs> Between coughs and gas, you're struggling, huh? <laughs> yes. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, Terry writes, while watching a wild game, I heard something analogous to the Lamar Jackson hiding the football story you mentioned. Uh, one of the announcers, it may have been Lou Nanny, it was. I saw. I heard this last night. Commented on the ability of goalies to spot pucks on white-taped sticks versus black-taped sticks. Hopefully Lou won't get suspended. They were commenting last night about uh, Louie thinking it's stupid. For a, for a forward, or a, stupid for anybody on the ice, to have a white tape stick. Oh, Louie's right. It helps the goalie see the puck. Huh. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Louie's right. And he thinks it's stupid for a goalie to have a white tape stick because that makes it harder for him to hide the puck. But can you say it as Louie, please? Well, it's really stupid to have a white tape stick because if you have a white tape stick, you're going to have a lot of people shooting the wrong way and they'll never see the puck. I love that they're having him do games. Well, I think, I it's, be- I think it's because Louie lives down there. Because it's in just, Florida, yeah, just right. just picked him up for two games. I love Louie. I'm not going north anytime uh, these soon. These goalies use white tape stick, I don't understand it because they can't hide the puck as well as they should. That's do pretty good. Dude, good. I've been do. doing Louie all my life. <laughs> Louie's wonderful. How about your wilds? I don't know what to say. They're doing it without a guy. That's right. They're doing it without a guy. They've won five in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're only points out of a playoff spot. Well, aren't that's they, the first step. Aren't yeah. they currently the number two wild card? Oh, I don't think so. I thought no. I saw a stat this morning. I, I don't whatever. think so. I don't think so. Since I have Dish Network. Well, still a way to go. I have Dish Network. That means I, doesn't, I don't have Fox, Sports, North, still? whatever it is. I've rediscovered my old friend, Bob Kurtz. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been listening to the games on the radio. I it's love awesome. Kurtz. He yeah. Kurtz is the wonderful. best yeah, play-by-play he guy He's in town. He's wonderful. Yep. Yep. Frequent contributor Downing writes, Mayor, here's a true story of government ineptitude experienced before my own eyes. Last week, St. Paul, now everybody pay attention. Last week, St. Paul declared a snow emergency. Beginning at 9 p.m. in the evening, no parking was allowed on the far side of our street, which would be plowed overnight. Cars could still be parked on our side of the street, which would be plowed the next day after 8 a.m. With me so far? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All cars were to be removed from our side of the street before 8 a.m. the next morning until that side had been plowed. But before we went to bed, a plow came along, plowing our side of the street. It plowed in cars that were legally parked there. Oh, Oh, well, anybody can make a mistake, right? And our side got plowed early. What could be bad about that? Well, the next morning, after 8 a.m., along came the parking enforcement car. 
The driver stopped by a car on our side of the street, which was plowed in the night before, when it was legally parked oh, there. And oh, he wrote out a ticket. Geez. Keep in mind, the street has already been plowed prior to 8 a.m., by which time all cars were supposed to be moved from that side until the street was plowed. Oh. Well, this street had been plowed. They screwed up and plowed our side early, so now they're giving out tickets for parking on an already plowed street. Oh, boy. Fail. Once it's That's plowed. That's a fail. Yeah, once it's plowed, you're clear. That pretty much sums up the problem with relying on the government to do things for us. When our betters in the salon are incompetent, do they get punished? Do they get fired? No, they figure out how to get rewarded for it at our expense. Department of Human Services. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wow. Isn't that something? Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, one more note from Downing. If there was any remaining doubt that the mystery or climatism or wokeness is a religion, it can be put to rest. And I would say it's a fundamentalist religion. These crackpots are left-wing fundamentalists. There is no room for opposing views. Heretics must be silenced and punished. Remember how the Taliban destroyed the ancient works of art in Afghanistan? Yes. Well, now we have vegans demanding the removal of art that offends them. Can you imagine if some right-wing fundamentalist students demanded the removal of art that offended them? Would they be accommodated? No, of course not. They would be called haters who were intolerant and trying to impose their religion on others. Mm -hmm. It would take something pretty extreme for the woke people to care about offending people who don't share their beliefs. Maybe something like a work of art depicting a crucifix in a beaker of urine. Oh, never mind. That was okay with them. (laughs) Robert Maplethorpe. I, I, I hope Maplethorpe uh, suffers uh, in the afterlife for that, but that's neither oh, here that nor there. Was, uh, that was only a, a small portion of his overall work, which mm-hmm. was uh, out there. I've, great, uh, I've got great <laughs> new news. I should say up there. Yeah. I've got great new news about uh, the products at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market in Hugo. Meatloaf? The north, north side of, I'm sure you can still get the oven ready-made yeah. meatloaf. Uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in the north side of Hugo on Highway 61. Get this. Choice bone-in and boneless prime rib roasts. Double smoked hams. Choice tenderloins. Smoked salmon. Lamb chops and roasts. Pickled herring. I love herring. I got to get up there to get herring. I love herring. Gift boxes. You can call in and put in an order. You want to call the front desk of the meat market? Call 651 426-2800. 426-2800. They'll fashion a gift box for you. Oh, meat market. That's gift how they box of meat. How cool does that sound? It'd be a wonderful gift. Yeah. What's the, in that box? Meat. 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 <laughs> Pickled here. I'll do it again. Choice bone-in and boneless prime rib roasts, double smoked hams, choice tenderloins, smoked salmon, lamb chops and roasts, pickled herring, gift boxes. Create a gift box. Maybe you want to throw some of the 130 different brat yeah. flavors in there. The yeah, jerky. I do. It's just a Pastrami. wonderful, wonderful capital of meat in the United States of the world. So call 651-426-2800. 651-426-2800. That puts you right at the city desk <laughs> at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. If you go there and you get a top sirloin, which is very, very good cut of steak yep. quality, here's how you cook it. You get the cast iron skillet, oh boy, you sear it on the stovetop for <laughs> 30 seconds on each side, and then throw it in the oven at about 400 for about six minutes, and it will be delicious. Restaurant quality. 
No whale's gonna die on his watch, but birds, they'll die by the hundreds. It's Joe Souchere. Very nice. No, I so try to resuscitate it. That came That's to us true. from our guy Kelly, who's a who's a faithful listener, and he works at the uh, country station up in St. Cloud. So you oh, got the real good production. Cool. Awesome. That that nice. as well. yeah. Cool. Thanks, and Kelly. If GLers want to do that, well, what do we? They just email them to you. Yeah, or? email them to me or to Joe or to Rook or whoever, and we'll uh, we'll get them through here. Cool. A pencil, a Muslim Pennsylvania state lawmaker has been charged with uh, allegedly stealing a half million dollars from a charity she founded. Mm. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro said in a statement Thursday that Representative Movita Johnson Dash Harrell. Democrat, had been charged with numerous charges of theft, perjury, and tampering. Johnson Dash Harrell had previously made headlines for being offended by a Christian prayer offered before a session of the Philadelphia legislature in March last year. Shapiro said that she had stolen money from Motivations Education and Consultation Associates, a charity meant to collect donations to help the homeless, seniors, and children. Mm. He alleged she spent the money on vacations, designer clothing, luxury car payments, real estate purchases, past due mortgage payments, and other personal expenses. Wow. Shapiro said in a statement that she turned herself in, had confessed to the crimes, and had agreed to leave the Pennsylvania legislature. Her theft knew no bounds, he said. Later in a statement released through her lawyers, she said she disputed some of the charges. I am saddened and dismayed by the nature of the allegations brought against me today, Johnson Harrell said. Well, you should be. You got caught. I vigorously dispute many of these allegations, which generally pertain to before I took office, and I intend to accept responsibility for any actions that were inappropriate, she added. Ooh. Johnson Harrell founded that charity in 2006. She has been, she had been the first Muslim representative elected to the Pennsylvania legislature. I only mention it because uh, her other notoriety was uh, complaining about a Christian prayer, uh, suggesting that her own uh, uh, theology and sense of virtue would have, should have been included and placed ah, above such a thing, only to discover that she apparently ripped off her own charity that was she invented. There a, was there a dollar figure there? How much did she half uh, a mil? Upscond? Half a mil. Wow. Allegedly a half mil. What a haul. Mm-hmm. But no, and what and I don't mean this to be uh, a smart ass. Uh, what the hell is she buying designer clothing for? She's always pictured with the suit on. The you know, on? The, the cape, or what do you call it, the... The outfit, sure. With the with the hat, yeah, yeah. So what? I don't understand that. What will come of this? Well, I would hope that she's prosecuted, and of course we all hope that. But figures out a way to pay back her own charity. Is she suspended with pay right now? Uh, (laughs) No, she's stepped down. Okay, she's 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 down. She's she's down. Hail the flashlight king! Hail Hail you. you! On a recent broadcast on the Animal Planet Network, a program called The Zoo credited the existence of tall buildings for potentially saving the peregrine falcon from extinction. (laughs) How about that? The zoo is set in the Bronx Zoo, and as a fellow animal lover, I enjoy watching it. The point of the segment was that by nesting on the rooftops of New York City skyscrapers, the peregrines have protected themselves from predators and have been able to avoid likely extinction. It kind of balances out the few assumedly ordinary birds that the $300,000 study made us aware of. And oh, by the way, they did the expensive st- in the expensive study, did they mention how many of the dead birds they recovered were suffering from illness when they mistakenly flew into the buildings? Keep on pushing back. Gary Brauch of Mill Valley 
California. Mm. We have uh, many listeners in California. Yes, we do. All but, around the world. Wait, wait don't throw it away. What show did he learn that on? Uh, Animal Planet show called The Zoo. Okay. I love that channel, The Animal Planet. Sure. I always check oh, and yeah, see what they have. stuff on there for I sure. I always check and see what they have because I, uh, I love watching nature shows. <laughs> it reminds me how insignificant man Human, us, us yeah. people Pronoun. are to nature. Nature right. going to do what it want right. to do. Yep. You, you Animal to do and it. National Geographic. You kind of go I'm, back and forth. I've been disappointed in National Geographic. I haven't seen much on there lately that uh, that I'm uh, intrigued about. Okay. Uh, I also have something today. I wish I would have had it yesterday because it's one of the most positive things hmm. you've ever heard. It, okay. it truly is. But I think we'll first do a uh, John Height News segment. We have Patrick today as well on this, you're a gonna, Friday scandal. You're going to tease us. It's a really good story. All you're right. going to love it. We'll be back. You want your apostrophe? I got your apostrophe right here. Here's Joe Sutro. <laughs> Oh, wow. as, Who is that? Is that Ryan? That's our buddy Ryan. As my grandpa would say, "Who the Sam Hill are you?" Well, it's the rookie here, Kenny. Oh, I told for you, you don't need to say that. <laughs> okay, I take it. It's not the rookie here for Jack's Cafe. Jack's Cafe is located in Minneapolis, Northeast Minneapolis. Three generations, family-run business. Why are they so successful? Because they've got quality food, they've got a great staff, and they have wonderful ambiance. If you have been there already, then you know. If you haven't been there for a while, we invite you back. Check out the rookie GL date night VIP menu. For a hundred bucks, you get a four-course meal, includes a bottle of wine, and you have many choices to choose from. I want to hear about your outing, so let me know. Also, if you're planning your anniversary party, maybe a family party, a wedding, or a work party, they can accommodate up to 300 people. They have the facilities, they have the catering, and boy, do they have the goods. So check them out online, jackscafe.com, J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com, or dial them up if you want to make some reservations, 612-789-7297-1928, University Avenue Northeast at 19th Avenue. Don't forget to tell them this is the rookie, Jack's Cafe. Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Uh, you know what you are, Kenny. You're a bleepster. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I did. Uh, the highway has always fascinated me, the building of I-94. So I looked up Kenny's point, and oh Kenny's right. What was he right about? The section of I-94 from Brooklyn Center through North Minneapolis was completed in 1984. Yeah, that's 84? the last four. Yeah. Was, yeah. Wow. The, the, it was the second to last stretch. The last stretch was the 10 miles uh, with uh, where it meets 494, 694 at Woodbury and the Wisconsin State Line at Lakeland. That was finished in 85. Oh I'm going to have to look at that uh, site because I also remember we'd travel from up around Alexandria to down here, and the freeway would end at St. Cloud. Yeah. We'd have to drive through St. Cloud and then re-access the freeway. Here's a fun fact about working with John Height these past couple of years, and something I learned very uh, early on is that if you want the answer to something, just kind of leave it hang. Yeah, mostly with baseball stuff because well, I know but, John will look and it up. I've, I actually there was a book, and I don't recall the name. And I'm sorry, GLers, if you're interested, I found fascinating about the highway system being built in the U.S. And I. <laughs> Recommended it to several people who read about 20 pages and went, this is the most boring book I've <laughs> Well, I can give you another historical perspective yes. on, on why 94 would not be built today, because it did it did uh, take what was called the Rondo, Rondo Avenue yes. neighborhood, yep. which was an exclusively black neighborhood. And uh, with some, with obvious justification, mm-hmm. there would be, there would be complaining today. There was, historically, they could have put 
94 north of University Avenue and come around, kind of oh. paralleling a, a railroad sure, tracks. Sure. Uh, but it went right through the heart of Rondo, right. which I'm old enough to remember very well. And uh, with justification, there is a, a lot of bitterness about that. Mm, a lot of bitterness a... about that. But that aside, take that out of it. I think from a standpoint of protecting commerce and uh, the free market and the ability to peop- of pill- uh, the ability of people to move around better in their own personal automobiles, it would not be built today. Right. Here's Johnny. That's an interesting take. Uh, a couple of sports notes to kick things off. Uh, twins notes, actually. The Twins have signed uh, catcher uh, to back up uh, Mitch Garver. Alex Avila, the veteran, uh, one-year deal worth $4.25 million. He'll take the place of Jason Castro, who's leaving in free agency. Avila will be 33 in January. The last two seasons for the Diamondbacks, he had uh, 16 home runs, hit 184. Really good defensive catcher, though. Uh, but he has had problems with concussions throughout his career. Fun fact about him. Traded by his own dad. Yeah, his dad's the GM in Detroit. <laughs> his dad traded him. Wow. I don't. Uh, I'm not approving of the Pineda signing. I agree I, with you. He still has 39 games to serve on his suspension for doping. Yep. The team resigned right hand. Uh, resigned. Excuse me. Right handed pitcher Michael Pineda. That's what Joe is referencing. You might remember he pitched well for the team last year before being suspended 60 games for using a banned diuretic. He still has 39 games to serve on that suspension. Pineda gets two years. $20 million. I think that's uh, outrageous. I'm, I'm with you. Why I'm are they trying to get away with I, I this? I like this signing. I, I, I think Pat thinks it's an act of desperation. We have Royce joining us today. Let's, well, they need we'll, some pitching. Yeah, we'll pursue so that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why That's why he thinks that, I'm sure. What, Kenny? I'm sorry. I don't understand why they think they can get away with it. Do they, <clears throat> what? Did he know he was doping? Did he do this on purpose? He appealed the suspension yes. because he was, in his defense, he wasn't using it to mask any drug use, which MLB believed. They he think was, he was just using, using it because he's a weight. big lard ass. <laughs> that that subs so he was right using there. it as a weight loss tool. Yes, well, it's yeah, diuretic. makes you take a leak more often. Exactly. I uh, I take a diuretic myself, not to lose weight, but for how's a your, blood pressure person. How's your reasons. fastball? Do, what is it called? What's your diuretic called? Do I take it? <sighs> I don't know. Do you take a diuretic? Oh. Uh, it's called chlor chlorothethylene. Mine's called beer. Like <laughs> well, seriously, that, that doesn't got, make you uh, get rid of salt, though, Joe. Oh. That just makes you get rid of beer. Oh. I, I bet you I take it, ten pills a day now. But I, I, the lineup on my counter is like this, my grandma's house. The staff falling apart. It's I just uh, unbelievable. How about you, Collar? What are you taking? What for kind of pills are you on today? <laughs> you know those cardboard drawers that you can buy. You build your own little. I'm going to use thing? an eggshell, uh, an, an egg carton thing. We'll just buy a daily thing, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Jack, can you get back to the news? Oh, today I'm sorry. was the first day. <laughs> this was day. fascinating. I'm, I I'm actually, Today I started a steroid re- uh, regimen. So okay. every morning I'm taking three pills that are steroids. All right, here wow. we go. Any here we go. Here we go. I guess you're going to be suspended for 60 games too then, huh? That's paid, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's start off with a traffic note, too. Uh, there's bad news for drivers as the Department of Transportation is closing another major ramp along I-35W near downtown Minneapolis. Uh, it already closed. It closed this morning, uh, Friday morning. Crews closed the ramp from 35W northbound to Lake Street slash 31st Street. This is the main ramp for folks who use Abbott Northwestern Hospital. MnDOT says the closure is needed in order to rebuild the northbound 35W bridge over 31st Street. Uh, that ramp will remain closed for the next Two years. Oh, oh my God! I will actually up. say that improved wow. that stretch of traffic because yeah, it always but, clogs up right there. But it killed South Minneapolis, which is now oh, just going to be a parking lot as everybody tries to get to Abbott. Yeah. 
and whatever that company is that we're uh, that's uh, where Honeywell, the former uh, Honeywell, yeah, building. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. Army Safety Center inspectors are at the scene of that fatal Black Hawk helicopter crash outside of St. Cloud. The community, as well as the nation, mourning the loss of three Minnesota National Guard members on board. The National Guard said it lost contact with the UH-60 Black Hawk helicopter about 2.05 yesterday afternoon, Thursday, while it was conducting a maintenance test flight that originated in St. Cloud. I think that's dispiriting. Uh, That's the second time I've heard that. A maintenance test flight, Mm -hmm. which would make the, you could make the assumption that the maintenance was incorrect. If that, in fact, helped bring the chopper down, I don't know why. I was surprised to find out it didn't have a tracking be- uh, beacon yeah, on it. Yeah, I saw that in the story. And uh, uh, one of the witnesses said it went in very hard. Yeah. Uh, they did, uh, a mayday call was received about 9 or 10 minutes after it took off. Uh, crews were on the scene of the crash site about 16 miles southwest of St. Cloud near Marty Township Thursday afternoon and evening. Friday, investigators from Fort Ruckard, Alabama, will continue looking through the evidence to uncover what led to the crash. Names of those who have died have not yet been released. Our hearts go out to uh, the family members and yeah. all the friends and all the people, that, all the responders that had to show up and deal with that. I, I don't know if you're... They literally had to find it. <clears throat> I don't know if you could yeah. ever be prepared to come up on a scene of a disaster like that. Nope. Instead of hiring 14 new police officers, the city council will seek to train and hire a full recruitment class of cadets in an effort to bring the city closer to its number of approved officers. The change to next year's budget was proposed by Mayor Jacob Fry on Friday morning before the council introduced its own amendments to the budget. The council approved the change unanimously, and Fry said it was, quote, among his proudest days as mayor. What compelled this change of heart? I think he's finally realizing just how bad downtown is getting. I think he's just getting an earful every single day, as are the council members. You know who got to him? Business owners downtown. I was just going to say. Well, even the twins chimed in with, hey, we got to get something done here. Yep. Um, do you have a number? I forgot the number in yeah. one of those classes. Yeah, the move, About 30, isn't well, it? Well, the move would keep the cap of sworn officers in the city at 888 instead of raising it to 902. As Fry's initial proposal would have done, it reduces the overall police budget increased uh, increase proposed for next year by 163,000. The police force is consistently below 888 sworn officers, according to Council President Lisa Bender. She said investing in a recruitment class is a more clear and transparent way of investing in our police department where the need lies. Earlier this year, the mayor had proposed boosting the number of officers in the city by 14, including more investigators, traffic officers, and eight officers who would walk a beat in certain neighborhoods. Under this new proposal, the city would focus on training recruits. Cadet classes usually comprise 30 to 40 cadets, although it's unclear how many would graduate and join the city's police department, according to the mayor's office. The council is also putting additional funding toward violence prevention programs, including the city's new Office of Violence Prevention and Curbing Domestic Violence. Several other amendments are being proposed to the 2020 budget Friday. Council expected to adopt the final budget next Wednesday. The mayor is doing the right thing here, even though I've been extremely tough on uh, old Jakey over the last couple of months. But here's what's funny about what's going to happen with crime statistics, boys. They're going to go down regardless because of the weather. Thank goodness. Right, right. <clears throat> couple of uh, not nice stories uh, this morning. The Escambia County Sheriff's Office in Florida reports four people, including the shooter, were killed. Seven people, including two sheriff's deputies, hurt at a Naval Air Station Pensacola shooting in Florida Friday morning. The shooter opened fire in a classroom building at the Naval Air Station in an attack that prompted a massive law enforcement response to the base. 
Area hospital representatives told the Associated Press earlier that at least 11 people were taken to hospitals. The suspected shooter, a member of the Saudi Arabian military training at the station, according to five U.S. defense officials and another person familiar with the investigation. Five people taken to Baptist Healthcare in Pensacola. A hospital spokesperson, Kathy Bowers, said six more expected at Ascension Sacred Heart. The uh, Pensacola area employs more than 16,000 military and 7,400 civilian personnel. It's one of the Navy's most historic and storied bases. Sprawls along the waterfront southwest of downtown Pensacola. It's home to the Blue Angels flight team. The Navy goes back there 200 years and in the Pensacola area. Includes the National Naval Aviation Museum, a popular regional tourist attraction. Shooting is the second at a U.S. naval base this week. A sailor whose submarine was docked at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, opened fire on three civilian employees Wednesday, killing two before taking his own life. A report this morning said apparently that sailor was not happy with his superiors. The the, the Hawaii one. The Pearl Harbor one. Yeah. Um, What was the reason for this shooting, the Florida shooting? They have no idea. Like I said, the suspected shooter, a member of the Saudi Arabian military training there. Yeah. So. This was first reported to me by the CP who said, Pearl Harbor's under attack. And I said, I really don't think by the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> this poor, wasn't it the first day on the job for the UPS driver too, did I read? Yeah, but I haven't read that story yet. I thought you just did. Oh, oh, oh my God. Holy wow. Cow. Oh you better God. throw a lot Just of coins. I swear to God, I was paying attention, too. How many coins we throwing in? Oh, my God. Oh my I'm God. so sorry. Here come the coins. You know what? Chris, if I were you, I would edit that out. I'm going to. <laughs> I would. 3315. A lot of coins. Oh, scan. You could go with this, Chris. You could say, I can see the future because my next story. Is that horrible story? Wow. Sorry. Four people in. That's a lot of. No, I deserve it. We still can't afford it for him, though. Susha Ray, stop it. No, I deserve it. Turn him down. That's rookie doing it, not me. We're done. No. Four people, including a UPS driver and an innocent bystander sitting in their car, were killed Thursday after robbers stole the driver's truck and led police on a chase that ended in gunfire at a busy South Florida intersection during rush hour. Both robbers shot and killed. The fourth victim, uh, speaking of no, not the place and time, was just sitting in a nearby vehicle when the shots rang out at the crowded intersection in Miramar, about 20 miles north of where the incident began. No, not the hour. No, not the hour. What did I say? I don't know. You were close (laughs) enough. It all started shortly after four in the afternoon Thursday when police in Coral Gables received a silent alarm at the Regent Jewelers store in the city's Miracle Mile area. Coral Gables Police Chief Ed Hudak said during a news conference two suspects were at the store. Shots were being fired when police, summoned by a silent alarm, went inside. Suspects fled in a truck and then carjacked the UPS delivery truck and its driver, who, as Chris said, was on his first day alone at work. I misinterpreted that story. I thought the UPS driver was complicit in the the thievery. No, he was innocent as well. I I misinterpreted that story. The UPS driver finally stopped in one of the middle lanes of a busy roadway. Uh, television footage. Did you guys see this live footage? Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Showed, I, I don't recommend it either. Do not no. at all. It's, it's very haunting. Showed several officers on foot, some with guns drawn, approaching the truck from the rear on the driver's side once it stopped. And shot everybody in there? Are they all dead? Uh, the two bad guys are dead. The UPS driver was killed. Yep. And, an and uh, somebody sitting in their car yep. during rush hour. If, if you've seen the video, there are tons of cars So around. police must have made the presumption that everyone in the UPS van was a bad guy. 
Yeah, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear more as the investigation goes on. As Veronica Wilhelm lay sedated in a dental chair, her dentist was being filmed riding a hoverboard while he extracted a tooth. Oh, no. <laughs> Wilhelm. Oh, Wilhelm says Look she... Look what I can do. Oh. Wow. Well, it's kind of what it boils down to. Wilhelm says she didn't know about the hoverboard or that her procedure in July in 2016 was captured on camera. She found out only when investigators contacted her to confirm she was the patient in the video. According to a lawsuit filed by the state of Alaska... Her dentist, Seth Lookhart, texted the clip to friends and family, joking in at least one conversation that performing oral surgery while on a hoverboard was a new standard of care. Now, Lookhart's on trial for a lot of things, including fraud that has nothing to do with this case, uh, but this is also part of the case. Wilhelm testified Lookhart did not ask whether she was comfortable with him performing the extraction while he was on the hoverboard. She said she never would have consented. His trial began November 12th and scheduled to wrap up this week. In the video, Lockhart can be seen, Lockhart, excuse me, can be seen standing on the hoverboard in the operating room while he pulls out a patient's tooth. Soon after, he zooms out of the room, takes his gloves off, and throws both hands up in the air while zipping down the hallway. She said she wasn't asked, right? Correct, and she was sedated. Here, the here's, here's the deal. If, if a dentist asks me that... I get out of the chair and I run like hell. I ask you, you what? Yeah, can I can I pull your tooth while riding a yeah, hoverboard? I'm, I'm riding a hoverboard. That's when you get up yeah. and run. See you later. <laughs> Aside from being accused of unprofessional care, a Lookhart also faces more serious charges of medical assistance fraud, scheme to defraud, and theft. Record show dentistry license was suspended in June of 2017. So you were right, Ruck. It's time to get a new dentist. Two thirty, huh? Yeah. I wrote a song about this because he reminded me of a superhero kind of. All right, a what? failed, failed superhero. All right, yeah. failed superhero. Oh, I, I have to turn on my amplifier before I do that, don't I? Yeah, I think so. I, this will give you guys a chance to take part too. Okay, okay I love oh. that because there's there's just four couplets of lines, and then the last line is the same on every one. I think of we're right. still missing something here, cowboy. We're, we're, we're getting there. It's we're a tube there. amp, so it takes a second. It's, okay. it's, it's half tube, but that's oh, okay. Oh, God, John. It's a Vox uh, Valvetronics, gonna... which is half tube. That's about the size of the amps the Beatles had when they went on tour. <laughs> but much uh, much louder. No, I understand, okay. John. Yeah, don't. God almighty, yeah, John. Don't, don't go down that road. <laughs> you murder to dissect, as Shakespeare would say. <laughs> uh, they played Voxes, you know. John. I know they did, John. Play the bleeping but, song. But there was no Valvetronics when they played well, of Voxes. Course. They Everybody were different. Knows that. Yeah, these are new. The Not new anymore, but they are. You know. It's just exhausting. What? God. You guys want the facts? Nothing but the facts. All right, here we go. Ready? <laughs> Remember, you guys can help me. I'm, we're waiting. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> we're waiting. He wanted to be a superhero. Instead, he just looks like a zero. <laughs> He's a dentist on a hoverboard. That'll be your guys' line. Okay. The dentist on a hoverboard? Yeah. All right. Extracting teeth while flying could leave the patient crying. He's He's a a dentist dentist on a hoverboard. Well done. Well done. Dentists are scary enough. Might as well pull teeth in the buff. He's He's a a dentist dentist on a hoverboard. One more. Ready? No matter what the pricin', uh, time to take away his license because he's a dentist on a hoverboard. Back with Patrick James Stephen Royce.
I want to get Pat's take on the story that I brought up two days in a row. Let's go. Tim Ryan, a broadcaster yes. in San Francisco, <laughs> yes. said something to the effect that uh, Lamar Jackson is really good at hiding the ball when you combine a dark football, a dark mm-hmm. uniform, and his dark skin. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I thought it was a unique insight. Uh, and he's being... Yeah. He's basically done. They, they suspended him for one game, right. but he might be done for life. I don't think he should be. Uh, I thought it was a legit. I thought it was very interesting take. That never occurred to me. No, never. Occurred Richard to me Sherman either. is defending him. Yeah, it never occurred to me either. Okay. But uh, you know, watch we, your step. That's what I say. Not only watch your step now. I hope you watched your step twenty years ago. <laughs> well, Roycey, you've been known to venture out on thin ice. If it had occurred to you, would you have said it? Uh, well, last week I did say. That Wisconsin threw that screen pass, and it went 70 yards with a white guy running. Just think of it had been Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> right, I don't know. Right. Maybe yeah. if uh, maybe if we had a wider audience, I'd be done. I don't know. I, Jonathan Taylor would have ran to the Hubbard building. If By the way, been, uh, you know? I blame you for me watching half of that disaster. If you wouldn't have had a, an interest in, uh, in it, I wouldn't have watched it. Was it was a pretty good tilt for a half. For a half. Yeah. 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 Hey, Pineda, I'm, uh, I'm on your side. Uh, the hell with the fatty. He ruined your season. <laughs> He's got 39 games left, and you give him $20 million? Well, you, you don't have to pay him two and a half of that or whatever it is. They, oh, they, the that's suspension. Yeah. The contract says that, but he doesn't get paid for the 40 games what, that he's not What was getting. the line? $18 millions. Eighteen millions! Wow, yeah, that was uh, that was Tony Oliva's brother when he was in spring training, and I was sitting down there with him and Gordett, Tony's wife, and and Rick Reed was pitching, and they were hitting home runs over in that alligator pond, you know, all over the place, you know, just these screaming line drives. And I said, Gordett, tell him he's making twelve million or something, and he goes. Twelve millions. <laughs> this is a fir- that was it. The older brother. That was the real. That was the real Tony. That was the the real Tony. And uh, uh, you know he came here. Or that was the real Pedro. He came here as Pedro Oliva Jr. But that was the real Pedro. And uh, and uh, he had never been here before. Wow. So so what what is signing Pineda tell you? Is, are pitchers that hard to come by? It tells me that Zach Wheeler didn't take their $100 million <laughs> and that they're desperate. That's what it tells me. Man alive. I tell you, if you're a starting pitcher right now, wow, great great time to be a starting pitcher. Yeah. Mad bomb, they were wondering if he'd get three years, $60 million. Now he's going to get $100 million. <laughs> uh, apparently, the Giants guy, and nobody knows how much he's got left. So. If I had a kid who was left-handed, I would force him to become a baseball player. <laughs> I duct tape yes, both yeah. boys' right arms yeah. behind not, their not back. A ba- not a baseball player, a pitcher. Yes. A, pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. a pitcher. Although, Joe... The uh, new rule that you have to face three batters yeah. is supposedly coming into effect uh, next year. That's going to get rid of the guy who could just stumble out of the bullpen and get one lefty out and then leave again. So yeah. Now, if there's two outs in an inning uh, and he comes in and gets the third out, then he can leave. But uh, during an inning, if you come in, you got to face three batters. Really? you got a take on the wild? Because I do. 
I think they're damn good, and I'm getting ready for the... I'm the trying parade? to figure out when the parade is. June the what? Will it conflict with grand old days? That's what I want. <laughs> Here's my take Can on it. Can we put up with two parades and They're Saint still Paul? doing it. They're doing it. rolling off a nice uh, string right now without yeah, having a guy. They just, they just beat Tampa. I know. Without having a guy, which tells me that Bruce Boudreaux is a very steadying hand. Yes, he is. Very yeah, steady. You know, excuse me, Sir Topham. <laughs> Sir Topham. I don't get that yeah. reference. So look him up on the internet. He looked like. Ask, ask your grandkids. Yeah. yeah. Sir Topham. Sir Topham Hat is Hatt. the uh, train conductor on Thomas. <laughs> the oh, Thomas, Thomas the train. The train. Yes. He's got an oval red face. Yes, he does. Just like Bruce. Well, Bruce is doing a hell of a job. I well, say. Well, Bruce, you know, one year with Washington, he started one and nine, yeah. and they were going to run him out of town. Now that team had more talent. Okay, than this speaking team. of Boudreaux. I was watching a slap shot the other night. He's in this movie somewhere. Oh, Ooh. that is that is Bruce Boudreaux. Yep, <laughs> Sir Topham hat. The best was yes. when I showed Royce the side by side, and he about lost it. Wow, <laughs> that's Bruce. Yes. Look at the lower left one. <laughs> Sir Topham can coach. That it after he wins. Actually, after he wins, he gets happy. He wears that hat. Look at that. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Somebody's put up Boudreaux next to Sir Topham hat. All down to the rosy cheeks. That's uncanny. You know what? They couldn't. And this guy came in. They couldn't wait to fire him. And he's uh, he's sticking it to him by getting them to play good. Yeah. So play well. And you know. He's a good coach. There's going to be yes, a, there's going to be two weeks to go, and they're going to be three points either in or out of the playoffs. Right. That's the way hockey works. They're all the same. I was down to man. Oh, I'm I, watching him right now. I answered my own question. None of you guys were listening. He is in the uh, opening scenes of Slapshot. He's number seven. And one of the uh, is he playing for Newman's team? Which, uh, uh, he's playing for Jet or the uh, rivals. The, yeah, the um, whoever's playing the Chiefs there. Uh, the presidents? Is that who they were? Bruce had a, a no, bit of a the, that? They yeah. were Johnstown Jets. Were, they didn't call themselves the well, Jets. Well, he was either. a top recruit, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. He was uh, a French-Canadian superstar, uh, junior hockey, you know, junior star. Because uh, we had him on during the ride at the state fair. And what was the story he told you when he was playing for the Minnesota club that he had to run to the bank to make sure that uh, the oh, checks were yeah, they were all they were all racing. That was the Saints when they got a check. You know, the bag oh, was yeah. the bag of money was taken to the airport. Yeah, well, yeah, twenty five. Lyle had to bring a he bag of money. Lyle and Glenn yeah. took twenty five grand out of the bag that Glenn was going through counting it. They went to Western Bank and got twenty five thousand because the guys weren't going to get on the plane. That's right. They didn't get paid, and then they got there and they had the money and the guys finally ah the hell with it. <laughs> we're not going to get. What about next check? And they said, "Well, yeah. we don't know. We can do this again." So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was fantastic. Sonmore get rolling telling those stories. It was unbelievable. My guy Mahomes plays on TV this Sunday. I'll be watching uh, right. at New England mm-hmm. and the Lions. You don't want to miss the Lions. Yeah, They're always yeah, fun. Yeah. You know, I looked up. I was trying to remember a game I went to on Thanksgiving with the Vikings, and they let us fly home. And they, with the, let some of us fly home on the charter. And uh, I, I remember it took like two and a half hours. It was the fastest game ever. I looked it up. It was 88. And the Lions managed 60 yards in total offense, and the first downs were 24 to 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That was the Lions, man. The Lions have been the greatest thing that ever happened to the Vikings. Who was the guy that always looked sad? Uh, their coach. Uh, 
Wayne. Wayne, Wayne Fonts. Fonts. Wayne Fonts. Wayne and Bernsey were big buddies. Oh, but he always looked just so... We blew it again, and we're getting our ass kicked again. You know, remember when Mike Lynn wanted to bring in Scott Mitchell, the left-hander? Oh, yeah. Uh, from Miami, because he had three good games, and, and he was he was like Pineda. He was about 50 pounds overweight. And uh, he, uh, you know, Birdsey hated him and didn't want him, and then... And then he went to Detroit and and see that's why I didn't want him. He got Fonts fired. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fat ass. <laughs> Kenny, can you share your story flying home with the club that you told us? Uh, no, you can't that's share that one. That's okay. That's okay. That's <laughs> that means Pineda won't pitch until at least the end of May. Well, 40, yeah. 39 games, 40 games. Yeah. But I will tell you this, going on the road with the Vikings, that was the last. After that, I dropped the NFL. I was, <laughs> I, I, I haven't been interested in the NFL since uh-huh. because I saw behind the scenes what it was. And it was like behind the scenes at Oz. I, I, I saw the lack of concern and mm-hmm. the lack of character and discipline. <laughs> and after that, like I... A, like being on a morning radio show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There are no... No different than performers to me, and after that, I just stopped with the NFL, and no. I just don't care anymore. I loved him until I had to cover. Him. Yeah, same thing. Right. Then yeah. I learned. That's yep. I always say that. Let me people. the hell out of here. Not so much now, but in the '90s, people would come up and say, "I just love the Vikings." I'd say that's because you haven't met them. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because you haven't had stuff thrown at you. Yeah. All right. Who threw the ball at you? Jim Marshall almost well, killed me. Well, they tied you up too, right? Well, they they tied me up, threw tennis shoes yeah. at me. <laughs> Didn't you took yeah, a fast? Jim Marshall was a good guy. Didn't yeah, you take a fastball to the head, Royce? Not that I had the back. What's okay. coming up on the right? <laughs> <laughs> Papa up. But no, that wasn't Papa. Up. Papa that was my favorite story. That was a Hall of Fame right-hander who used to pitch for the Twins, and she'll go nameless. And yeah. it wasn't Jack Morse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can figure. Pat, remember out Tom Johnson? Oh, the great Tom Johnson. He's a pastor in I know, Slovenia or yes, someplace. Yes. What? And, you know, we both love Mock, but Mock absolutely ruined yep. that kid. He yeah. just pitched him into the ground, ruined his shoulder, and he never got his baseball pension because back then you needed four years. Yep. He and gets he was, $645 a month. He came back oh, did he, he came back the next uh, next spring and couldn't scratch his knee, and he Ugh. tried to pitch. I think he pitched six, seven yeah. games, and he was done. The nice he, kid. Oh, hell of a guy. Yeah. Really good guy. Yeah. And But look, look at the innings. You know, they had Campbell. In 77, and then he was gone, so he tried to use Tommy Johnson the same way he used Campbell. Campbell pitched 162 innings one year. Was it Campbell the first major league player to uh, take advantage of free agency? Uh, one of the fir- he was yeah. in the first group. Yeah, yeah. he was in the first. He went group. to the Boston Screwball. He'd shake hands with you like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had to go around and. Uh, and uh, he ended up broke too because Larue Harcourt stole all his money. When are we going to learn who the uh, agent? When are we going to learn which bowl the Gophers get? Sunday evening, right? This Sunday, Sunday? evening. This yeah. Sunday. Yeah. All right. That's uh, the the falling to 18th in the CFP pretty much made it uh, look like either Outback or Citrus. Right. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, One more right. quick thing, though, yeah. Pat. Uh, Kenny and I have made Joe fall in love with the Twitter account Super Seventy Sports. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. And uh, the one that we saw yesterday, Kenny actually retweeted <laughs> it. Was the Gump Worsley one? Oh okay. yeah. Gump Worsley was sort of like if your elderly neighbor's fifty-five-year-old son, who wasn't quite right in the head, wandered into the crease one night and just started stopping the bleep out of everything. <laughs> I have now I have now dubbed my truck the Gump. <laughs> one, of the, one of the great 
paddling all this. Paddling one of the this. great photos was he a North Star? That one where he's knocked out. Yeah. He's just laying there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and didn't he come back in the <laughs> third? Dead, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Paddle know this. Nobody else knew it. You know his, what's his real first name? Lauren. Yeah. Right. Lauren, I knew Pat again. Yeah. yeah. I was reading a thing I did on St. John's football. This I, I should. I'll go here in a minute. Uh, from Dayton, <laughs> pushing you out. From Dayton. Yeah. From it's a, Dayton, it's a podcast. We Dayton, don't have Dayton, Ohio, where the running back Jay Conzemius is. I'm quoting him as saying. Boy, I got knocked woozy on that one play. I played the rest of the game, but I had no idea where I was. <laughs> this is 88 or 9, something like 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, he said, and the quarterback said, well, he ran all the plays. I thought he was fine, you know, but he was like knocked out and he played the whole game. You know, that's when men were men. That's yeah. right. We didn't worry about brain injuries, damn it. <laughs> Today, he'd be in pr- or the doctor would be in prison. Oh God! He would have been. Uh, he would have been. Uh, he would have been in concussion protocol till now. Yeah. <laughs> Before you leave, Patrick, I do want you to read this other one. Don't read it out loud, but yeah, just read it. I want to oh, get your reaction. Obscene, it's it? Super Seventy Sports, and it's the uh, Rudolph. Rudolph. Oh yeah, we read this one to the mayor yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the trouble with Super Seventy Sports. You can't. They you use can't too many it. obscenities that are right. very strong obscenities. Right. Not, yeah. just, not just your heck or your dang. Right. You know, yeah, right. but, are, no, they use the king mother. Yeah, yes. yeah, right. Rudolph had to check his bag yeah. of bleeps. Yeah, right. yeah, it was yeah. all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to be back with really good news. Thanks, Pat. Okay. Thank you, Tony. You got to hear this because it's going to take you into the weekend with a smile on your face. Tracy alerted me to this. The world is getting better. It's just that no one is telling you about it. It's from the National Review. You will be stunned when you realize how many dramatic breakthroughs have been made against some of the most common and deadly diseases and ailments. One, a new blood test could detect breast cancer five years before other clinical signs manifest. This could be available to patients in four to five years. Separately, a new treatment for early-stage breast cancer could wipe out a growth in just one treatment. Two, a new three-drug combination therapy could provide significant help to up to 90% of those suffering from cystic fibrosis. Three, we could soon see a pill that can prevent heart attacks in high-risk patients. Drug maker Amirin shocked the world last year when a long-running clinical trial showed that its medicine derived from purified fish oil, Vasepa, substantially reduced the risk of cardiovascular events like heart attacks in high-risk patients. In November, a panel of experts convened by the Food and Drug Administration reviewed Amerin's data. They voted 16 to 0 that Vasepa was safe and cuts cardiovascular events. Hmm. Israeli researchers think they've discovered that a molecule designed to help stroke victims may be a new way to wipe out pancreatic cancer, which is one of the toughest cancers to treat. The Mayo Clinic injected stem cells derived from fat cells into a paralyzed patient's spine, and the patient is now walking. Shut up! You can get stem cells from fat cells? Good heavens, I think I found my calling. Six, a new vaccine could eliminate allergies to cats. 
Earlier this year, UC San Francisco researchers managed to transform human stem cells into mature insulin-producing cells, a major breakthrough in the effort to develop a cure for type 1 diabetes. In July, researchers successfully eliminated HIV from the DNA of infected mice for the first time, bringing them one step closer to curing the virus in humans. Oh, that's huge. Nine, two new treatments for the deadly Ebola virus saved roughly 90% of the patients who were newly infected. Gene therapy developed at St. Children's Research Hospital has cured infants born with X-linked severe combined immunodeficiency, more commonly known as bubble boy disease. The children are producing functional immune cells, including T cells, B cells, and natural killer NK cells for the first time. Uh, Keep headlines like the ones above in mind the next time you hear some politician denouncing those greedy pharmaceutical companies. Turning our attention to the American economy, you've heard about low unemployment rate. What you may not have heard is that the workforce participation rate for those between 25 and 54 is up to 80.1%, the highest since early 2007. If that's 11, then 12 would be the U.S. Census Bureau's latest report on income and poverty, which came out in October. That report found real medium family in median family income up 1.2% from 2017 from 2017 to 2018, real median earnings up 3.4%, the number of full-time year-round workers increased by 2.3 million, and the poverty rate declined from 12.3% to 11.8% with 1.4 million people leaving poverty. 13. Despite predictions that Amazon was going to put bookstores out of business, the number of independent bookstores keeps rising each year. Really? The most recent figures are 1,887 independent bookselling companies running 2,524 stores. 14. The cost of lithium-ion batteries is down about 87% over the past decade, which makes electric vehicles a more cost-effective option for transporting goods and people. Three, uh, 15. There's a lot of ugly trade wars and tariffs going on, but there is progress on some fronts. Japan just approved a deal that will lower or remove tariffs on $7.2 billion in U.S. farm goods, including a gradual reduction of its 38.5% duty on American beef to 9%. Other U.S. products, including pork, wine, and cheese, will also get greater market access, putting the U.S. on a level playing field with TPP members such as Australia and Canada. In September, for the first time in 70 years, the United States exported more crude oil and petroleum products than it imported per day. Back in 2006, we were importing 13 million barrels a day. Around that time, America set out to reduce its dependence on foreign oil, and thanks to fracking and innovation, we did. Turning our attention to the environment. Bald eagles, once on the endangered species list, are now so plentiful that San Bernardino National Forest officials are ending their annual count. Number 18 would arrive over from over in the United Kingdom. A new study of endangered carnivores. Mammals finds two of the three rarer carnivores, pine marten and polecat, have staged remarkable recoveries, while the third, wildcat, continues to be threatened by hybridization. Meanwhile, akin to pine martens and polecats, the former rare and restricted otter has recovered much of its former range and is increasing in density. The world is literally a greener place than it was 20 years ago. And data from NASA satellites has revealed a counterintuitive source for much of this new foliage, China and India. 
A new study shows that two emerging countries with the world's biggest populations are leading increasing are leading the increase in greening the land. We uh, we mentioned that weeks ago, and yeah. I'm sitting on an article about that uh, that was earlier in the week uh, from the Star Tribune. The China, effect, a leader in right. coal, coal and clean energy. The effect stems mainly from ambitious tree planting programs in China and intensive agriculture in both countries. Right. NASA also found that abnormal weather patterns in the upper atmosphere over Antarctica dramatically limited ozone depletion in September and October, resulting in the smallest ozone hole observed since 1982. A study unveiled in November estimates that humpbacks in the western South Atlantic region now number 24,900, nearly 93% of their population size, before they were hunted to the brink of extinction. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration spotted and recorded video of a kraken. Okay, a giant squid that was at least 10 feet long, only about 100 miles southeast of New Orleans. Turning our attention overseas, you heard about the raid against al-Baghdadi and the collapse of the Islamic State. You probably did not hear that the number of ISIS fighters in Afghanistan is now reduced to about 300 fighters from an estimated 3,000 earlier this year. Mm. Uh, we won't know 2019's numbers until the year ends, but deaths from terrorism fell in the fourth, fell for the fourth consecutive year in 2018 after peaking in 2014. The number of deaths has now decreased by 52 percent since 2014, falling from 33,000 to 15,000. Uh, malaria infections down. Uh, tensions between India and Pakistan got worse overall this year over Kashmir, but India and Pakistan managed to cooperate on breaking ground on a new peace corridor that will allow more than 5,000 Sikh pilgrims to travel back and forth across the normally impassable border visa-free for the first time in 72 years. Mm. Want me to go on? Yeah, you know. Israeli scientists have genetically engineered an E. coli bacteria that eat Carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. How's that work? Archaeologists made amazing discoveries in the past year. A 13,000-year-old rook found in the Jordanian desert may be the world's oldest chess piece. They discovered a new humanoid Nazca line in Peru sometime 4th century B.C. and 6th century A.D. In what is today Iran, some civilization built a big, beautiful wall running about 71 miles. It appears Mexico didn't pay for that one either. And in Jerusalem, archaeologists found that a grand street running from the uh, Siloam Pool to the Temple Mount was built by some guy, uh, Pontius Pilate. Uh, you hear about this stuff a lot less because articles and television segments about these developments don't make you more likely to respond in the comments section, more likely to share on social media, more likely to call into a talk radio program, or more likely to vote for a particular candidate. It doesn't make you believe that the world is full of people who are being unfair to you, that you're a victim, or that other people are responsible for your problems. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't yeah, that fantastic? It is. Great news. It's just, it's, just, uh, it's just amazing. We don't hear about good news. We don't because it doesn't sell. Well, we try to do our part on Thursdays, but, uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's right. Wish and, I and, had and we're, yesterday. What was the name of the article, and Joe? We're guilty. People we're, are going to ask Such, and post it. Such, we're, we're just as guilty of it. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we talk bad news At least we day. set out a day and try to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it's, from, uh, it's by Jim Garrity. It's in the National Review. It's called The World is Getting Better, period. It's just, not, it's just that no one tells you about it. All right, I'll post this to the GL Facebook page. Uh, the world is getting better on a on an electric bike too. The world is better on two wheels if you uh, if you have the power assist electric bike. Don't forget bikes. to mention he's selling sleds up oh, there. Oh, I got that. 
I'm talking about EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Uh, $100 off all electric bikes right now, and that's on top of year-end prices. Free ATV helmets with all gas youth ATVs. Great Christmas gifts. 100 bucks all-in-stock scooters on top of the year-end sale prices. $50 off all kids' electric balanced dirt bikes. That's never been done before. And GLers, GLers only, listeners can take advantage of what are continuing to be the Black Friday prices right now by mentioning the podcast. And yes, as Kenny alluded to, full line of Yamaha winter products, full line of Yamaha snowmobiles, ATVs, crossovers, great service department. You're going to enjoy. Uh, you're going to enjoy this place. It's a. It's a really. It's a family-run operation. Tim Bloom is the uh, guy, and his kids help him. It's just fantastic. EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. I have to add uh, presidential candidate Mike Bloomberg uh, to the list of people who cannot talk to us about climate change. Oh, this is so spectacular. That fraud can never open his mouth about it. He's worth $54 billion, and he has a fleet of private jets and helicopters <laughs> that he keeps in New Jersey, and he uses them to fly around to his various mansions, all of which I think is great. Yeah. If yeah, I had fifty-four so, billion, I'd have a fleet of jets so, too. Sounds pretty awesome. I I'd would have, do it in a heartbeat. I'd have two but, fleets. But I'm not going to lecture you about climate change or pass not. myself off as a global world leader when it comes to it. B as in B, S as in S. Bloomberg, shut your pie hole. Well, you what, have no business lecturing anybody when you have a fleet of your own jets uh, and helicopters. What did he say? Did oh, he, he's, he's he's that's one of his main saying, yeah. uh, campaign themes. Oh, really? Oh, he's a oh, global yeah. climate change leader. Yeah. <laughs> but he also, there was a, someone had sent in an email with the graph of all of the things, the various things he owns, number of cars, number of homes. It, it's, Which it's I astounding. think is fantastic. Right, exactly. But shut the hell up. Right. <laughs> in 2012, the New York Times detailed how Bloomberg would jet to his $10 million Bermuda mansion in his $42 million DeSalt Falcon 900 private plane about twice a month on weekends while he was the mayor of New York City. Uh, inside sources described in January how Bloomberg's private jet likely generates an estimated 37 times more carbon emissions than the same trip on a commercial flight. As for Bloomberg's $7 million Augusta Westland AW109 helicopter, it burns 72 gallons an hour. Wow. Since the early 2010s, Bloomberg has been on an exclusive waiting list to get his hands on the Augusta Westland AW609 tri-rotor helicopter worth anywhere between $5 million and $30 million. It's not just private jets and helicopters that uh, Bloomberg favors. It's also his yachts. In 2014, the New York Times reported that Bloomberg chartered a two-story yacht through the waters near Turkey. It goes on and on and on, and I, I, uh, I think that's fantastic. Uh, but don't give me your BS, uh, Bloomberg. You uh, you have no room to talk. You're a fraud and a hypocrite. Because <laughs> you've got too many neat toys. On his website, Mike is a global leader in the fight against the climate crises and helped drive progress on every continent through his role as U.N. Secretary General's Special Envoy for Climate Action. What a fraud! General, do you expect wow. to see uh, Mr. Bloomberg as president in the next uh, election? Uh, we don't anticipate that. Very good. Got it. Thank One last general. thought for you. Yeah. You know, we all got a wife at home, right? Oh, sure. You no. got a wife like this? Uh-oh. She got tired. Uh, what's your name? Oh, yeah. Uh, she got tired of her husband going out drinking with the boys. Sure, uh -huh. sure. Her name is Jane Tapper. 
I think she's in the UK. Because uh, her husband, Paul, was fond of visiting a local pub for his daily dose of booze with his friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, rather than bitch at him or threaten him or whatever, you know what she did? Hmm. She built him a pub in their backyard. Beautiful. So Beautiful. he could drink at home with his buddies. See, John, I had the same reaction initially when I read this. But this oh, is no-go zone. Not beautiful. You don't think so? I'm going to control you. You can't go out with your friends. Your friends can come here so I can keep an eye She's on you. She's an attractive woman. She calls the pub the doghouse pub. Yeah. It was built in five months and treats Paul and his friends with games, booze, and music. The couple spent uh, whatever that amount of money is. It's a cabin-style pub. My husband, Paul, 53, is an engineer. He'd always loved popping down to our local, and I could never seem to keep him at home. And so I got to thinking, why not create my own pub? Because my own lady... Uh, because my own lady, and then I can really tell people my husband's in the doghouse. I don't know what that means. Well, it's called the doghouse, she said, so he's in the doghouse. Yeah. Uh, She said it keeps him home. Uh He he doesn't want to go to the local anymore. Sure. We have three basset hounds, and a mate was able to create us a sign for the front of the pub with one of our dogs, Rufus, and it's called the doghouse. See, I'd have no problem with that, Chris, because let's face it, I drink alone at home anyway. Well, we all do. I think it's fantastic. I do too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Joe on this one. Yeah, you guys drink a lot. <laughs> Jeez, I don't think Damn this, this man. isn't a reference to that, uh, Kenny. You're, you're the three of you, including Matthew, who stepped out. Your, your whole lives revolve around alcohol. That's not true. And your that's, next drink. That's, that's not, not true. true. That's absolutely, absolutely not absolutely true. And again, is. it's you trying to stir up bleep. It's she the, took my beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's the main topic of conversation every day. No, well, not with I me. Didn't, I didn't have any last not night. I'm going to really it's, try it's, to not have any You know what the main, co- main topic yeah. for me is to come in here and put this damn show together yeah. and then have some twit like you <laughs> try to blow us out of the water Kenny, with your errant observations. Kenny kind of sounded like my wife there. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, I, I just thought on a Friday, Kitty. I'm Come just on. kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Hey. Well, anyway, the lady built the husband a pub, and I, I'm, my hat's off. God to her. bless. Her. And right, now, guess Johnny? what? All he got are them beers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still want a cooler of uh, Grunhofer stuff and Fratelloni's. Uh By the way, spoke to Mike uh, yesterday as we we're doing the beer show, which you can also now find, including the Fret Club, on the Garage Logic page at uh, GarageLogic.com. He was thrilled with the skirt joke. By oh the yeah. Way. He thought it was very funny. Yeah. You know, I, I I just don't know, Mike. I, I I just don't know. Well, I've learned that he's a hell of a golfer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I did not know that about mm-hmm. him. He's a hell of a golfer. Hmm. I wonder if he could help me with my carb issue on my snowblower. Yes, he could. Because well, it only runs at full choke. Just yeah, bring it in. Just that. take it in. Yeah. That's what they do. I don't feel right about taking Wear it Wear some in. gingham dress and take yeah, it in. exactly. <laughs> I do have a sundress that goes nice with a set of uh, sandal heels right. I have. <laughs> <clears throat> but I haven't shaved my legs in a while. Wow. But get to Fratelloni's. You're going this weekend, I'm sure. I usually do. They yeah. see me coming. They have somebody open the door for me. Uh, <laughs> Lick of their chops. They go, oh, God, thank God he's here again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go back and check out uh, previous episodes of Garage Logic, garagelogic.com. And please don't forget to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. Have a good weekend, GLers. We'll talk to you on Monday.